whereby when the men come back in Westlife, it's just like, yes, Nikki Byrne, rugged. How many kids Absolutely. do you have? It's like the DILFs are here, you know? <laughs> yeah. This is you what it is. You should introduce back. The DILFs are here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they'd love that. They're like, cheers. Hello and welcome to Girls With Goals. I'm delighted to welcome to studio my guests, music columnist, DJ, pop culture icon, Connor Behan is with us I today. I didn't write the intro, I swear. <laughs> I just turned up. Her, her writer and cooler than me person, Denise Curtin, is also with us oh, as well. I didn't write that, but I'll appreciate it and take it. You. You're very welcome to the show. We're going to start off with our game. So it's called yeah. Six Words or Less, and it's for our readers and our listeners of the show who may not know who you are. Mm -hmm. So you have to describe your yourself in six words or less and maybe we'll go to Denise first yeah. and just see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> Overly dramatic yet easily amused. Oh great you can you be this phrase and I thought it had to be like six words like dictionary no. words. It can be a, it can be a sentence yeah. it can be you are one of the most dramatic people oh, that I'm I know. so dramatic it's terrifying <laughs> like so dramatic the things that I come out with sometimes I'm even embarrassed. I'm like, did I really, really just say that? Oh I have to go with it all the time. Do yeah. you know that you're being dramatic while you're being dramatic? Are you aware? Sometimes, but other times I'm being so dramatic and then people are like, no, that didn't happen. I'm like, actually, you know what? No, it didn't, but I have to keep going with it. And I'm like, you don't know what it's like to beat me, you know? You'd be great on reality TV. You're, that's the perfect kind of personality for reality TV. I know. I would be, everything is awful. I know, but I wouldn't know. be able to deal with the backlash. I'd be like, oh my God, yeah, that's true. That's also why you'd be great for reality TV, because <laughs> the Instagram afters would be amazing. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that was really good. Very descriptive. I liked it. Connor, six oh words or less? <laughs> I was thinking of this yesterday. And you can so say pop them. culture icon. I could just repeat the intro, couldn't I? Yeah, oh my God. Uh, I would say chatty which helps yeah, that we're here. You were like, good to hear that at the start of the interview, I suppose, at the end. Uh, chatty, I would say fun, but not funny, because I hate when people say that they're funny. Because yeah. people who self-describe as funny actively are the least funny people in the world. I, to be honest, I don't know that many people who do that, because that's it's what that's I call a red woeful. flag. Mm. Yeah. So chatty, <laughs> fun. Uh, I would say cautious, because I have like a kind of like, oh, should I, should I streak. Mm. Um, and always... I don't know what, like, I don't always, have, no, I'll just say, I don't know, just cautious, chatty. And fun. Fun. That's fine. Four words, actually four words. Cautious, chatty, and always fun. And always, there, there yeah, you go. sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cautious is an interesting one. We actually haven't had that many people describe themselves as cautious. Are you cautious in, <laughs> in terms of, like, like were you cautious about <laughs> coming on this show? Yeah. I just have that streak where I will look at stuff I've done in my life and go, wow, I can't believe I did that. And I'm also the kind of person, like, should I, should I send that email? Should I ask someone so if we're going to catch up over dinner? Like, I overthink everything. Oh, right, okay. So it's like how you're saying you're dramatic. I'm like, the amount of stuff I overthink, I'm like, oh, come on. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I don't think so either. I think yeah. that's a really good trait. Oh, okay. Thank you. I feel yeah. so validated. This is actually just a therapy session. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yes. 100%. therapy we're doing. <laughs> so we are here to talk about the biggest <clears throat> pop news that's happened in a very long time. So that mm. is Spice Girls reforming. And before yes. we talk about the present day situation, I think we should go back and talk about their heyday mm -hmm. and the kind of cultural impact that they had. So inadvertently, I'm asking how old you guys are because <laughs> were you fans of the Spice Girls when they came out? Yes, and I would have been like 
between nine to say twelve in their heyday, which is like the perfect time to be yeah. around with Spice Girls because they did skew very young, and that's why they actually got such a hard time from the press because they were really appealing to kids more than anybody else. Absolutely, yeah. I was ten when um, one of you came out. Denise, were you I'm born? I'm only 21 now. I <laughs> was born. I was young, okay? But I still... How young? Like five. Oh, so oh, you weren't a Spice oh, Girl. You couldn't have been a Spice no, Girls I fan. You were just trying to keep wait, your head up. Wait till you Can you walk a five? I don't know. What's <laughs> the timeline with that? I think five <laughs> to like eight or nine. Do you ever see Mean Girls? Yeah. You know the part of the movie where the little girl is like dancing to the TV? Yeah, that was me. Yeah. Regina George's younger sister dancing to the TV. That was me. <laughs> that was a really upsetting moment of the movie because yeah. it was very overtly sexualized. I know, but everyone laughed. Snapshot. You know? Yeah, I think that's my childhood. Everyone yeah. laughing and me dancing to the TV thinking I'm a teenager. Okay. <laughs> so you were a fan though of the Spice Girls? Massive Box. fan. Yes. Okay. They were my life. I had the posters. I used to buy teenage magazines and just plaster the posters all over my wall. I loved them so, so much. I think it's important for me to tell the truth. I wasn't a huge Spice Girls fan when mm -hmm. they came out. I was very much into boy bands when I was younger um, because I fancied them and I just thought that I was going to marry them. So when the Spice Girls it's came like out... a vision board of sorts. You're like, I'm going to marry one of these oh, guys. Oh, absolutely, so yeah. Just plan for my future. I mean, it was either Stephen Gately or Ronan Keating, and it really depended on the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't like, it wasn't a, a crazy dream for me. I was 100% going to marry one of them. It was just about, they needed to wait for me to grow up. We're going to get married. Just absolutely. Give it 10 years, guys. Yes, even when I went to, like, the shows and stuff, I remember being in the audience and being like, Hey, babe. <laughs> I was like, oh, I love my boo. That. Yeah. yeah. One of those fans that was like, they definitely waved at me. Oh, that no. wave was at me. Ronan Keating was 100% singing just to me. Yeah. And I was just like, just give someone no. else a go. Like, look around. <laughs> Stop staring at Stop me all the time. Yeah, but I do remember it being huge at the time. Like, mm -hmm. I just remember from their fashion, like, the, I remember the shoes that they yeah. wore. Yeah. It was just nothing that I had seen before and I remember I was just kind of confused by it because they all had their personalities and they were all in their own little thing and then the whole thing was like which Spice Girl are you? Yeah. So I was always Sporty Spice. Oh. Yeah, I mean and not necessarily by choice. Could I just you do the kick and all? The high kick? No, I loved that she did somersaults and stuff <laughs> yeah. though. I loved that. But it was more so um, I just played sports so whenever me and my friends were pretending to be the Spice Girls they just gave me um, Sporty Spice. Kind of against my will but I was all right it's with not it. the worst one though, because she was always an amazing singer. She still is. Like she, she singers. was the best singer. Yeah, I bet you were posh. Surprisingly, I was Sporty Spice. Really, like Sporty Spice influenced me to go and do gymnastics. Like oh. I loved everything she wore. Like I was such a tomboy when I was a child. I used to go up to other girls and be like, "What's your favorite color?" And they'd be like, "Pink." I'd be like, "Too girly. Mine's blue." Like, <laughs> I was that kind of child. I was like, like that too. Like, you know, so I was Sporty Spice. Out and out. I'd say you were posh, Connor. I don't know. I, I think as well, like when I was growing up, like it was still that weird thing where like boys weren't really meant to like the Spice Girls, so I probably <laughs> didn't identify with one particularly. <laughs> but I think you that idea that sport you were a tomboy and related to sporty, there was something about the way the, they had the five distinct personalities meant that people did latch on to one of them over the other. Much yeah. like when we all then grew up and we're like, which sex and city girl are you? It's yeah. that kind of, if you have a group, someone will be like, oh, I'm a such and such and I'm a body blah. Yeah. And that is where the kind of obsession and the sort of, particularly when you're young and you kind of imprint on one of them, like, I'm just like Ginger because I'm outspoken. Well, I love clothes. I'm like Victoria, yeah. whatever. You kind of, I think that was part of their appeal and why they were a marketer's wet dream because oh they God. were able to sell an insane amount of products. Everything, rubbers. 
not like <laughs> condoms. Condoms. <laughs> no, I didn't need like I had them. Pencil case rubbers. Things that roll by a pencil. Stationary, like, might, one might say. Yeah. Stationary. I'll, I'll go with stationary. Um, but that pencil cases, rubber, body spray, yeah, oh, Pepsi, Polaroid cameras. They were dolls. They had light switch covers. Would you believe I had one? <laughs> chupa chups. You remember the chupa chups? They Spice were. Spice Girls chupa chups. Yeah, they. Wow. I don't like. I remember. I have a memory of buying at least one of million yeah. of those at one point. Yeah, I remember that the band came first and then the merch came afterwards and it was just a case of it didn't matter whether you were in a Boots or a local news agent, there was Spice Girls mm -hmm. paraphernalia everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, but I saw on your Twitter that you were reading, was it like a biography of the yeah, Spice Girls? or? I randomly, I'm. this is a, a weird aside, I'm a big secondhand bookshop fiend because you oh. just get the best stuff in them. And I found this book in Oxfam a few months ago and it was called Spice Girls Revisited by David Sinclair. I was like, let me look at this. And it's a new, it was an, a reissue of a book called Wannabe that this journalist David Sinclair wrote in the early 2000s and it explains their rise to fame, the marketing, the ins and outs. He spoke to all these people who worked at them, like Simon Fuller and all these kind of insider people. And it's just basically a really thorough, thorough account of their success now it goes to like 2005 so obviously you're reading it now going well actually then the remaining 12 years is a book in itself because they come back for the other tour and then yeah, and they're like back now and they did the olympics so like there is stuff missing but it really goes into why they were marketed so heavily the way they were like how they like you forget that they were assigned by one kind of group of managers they decided to dump those managers and take their masters in music and go and find themselves a manager wow. and then they got a manager and then they got a record deal and then at the height of their fame they dropped Simon Fuller and went we'll manage ourselves and they spent an, almost a year apparently basically running their own business at, because they felt overworked and they dropped their manager and then they were more overworked because they had to do all the extra work everything all, themselves like, their drivers and bodyguards like quit them basically when their manager left so it's such an crazy. interesting kind of way to look at it because I watched a really old documentary on them which was like way back their original auditions and stuff which yes. I thought was just incredible to watch that was filmed with that first group of managers yeah. and they were like they helped mold them at the start yeah, yeah and then they all were put into a house and like back then before like the big arena tours and everything like they really were talented like you could hear yeah. them singing and they yeah. were harmonizing and I don't know if they wrote their songs or whatever but they like wrote a lot of them yeah I mean I don't them. I don't know like all of the ins and outs I wasn't a huge fan but I saw as well I was just perving all over your Twitter for the last while mm. but um but you kind of like retweeted this really interesting piece about Danity Kane do you remember Danity yes. Kane yes. so that was a group that was formed on one of those making, making the, the bands, bands. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I did this that's what it was called <laughs> Making the band. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was allegedly called Making the Band, and it was when P Diddy was putting them together, and the amount of shit that those yeah. women went through, and I don't know whether it was just a different time or whether it was because it was the UK as opposed to mm -hmm. the US, or whether the Spice Girls were just like, "Fuck it, we're gonna we're gonna actually try and take a little bit of ownership," because they seem on the outside like such a manufactured dream and obviously they were manufactured but it seemed like they had a lot of control whereby Danity Kane that was just a shit show yeah, and yeah. I think da by the time Danity Kane were formed which would have been almost a good 10 years after Spice yeah. Girls you're doing it through television and those shows make people sign the craziest contracts where they yeah. can't do this they can't do that and they feel like they have less control whereas the Spice Girls were put together via an ad in like a trade newspaper for like singers and a stuff a stage newspaper right yeah. so they were put through that but then I think that like incubation process that you see in the documentary you mentioned that I think made them kind of go well we're a five piece and we 
kind of have the power here because yeah. also that first management group didn't sign them to a contract. It was apparently this weird psychological thing where they thought if they're not signed to a contract, they'll feel like we can drop them at any time, bring right. someone else in. Because there was a different girl in the group before Emma and that girl left and Emma got put in kind of in the later stages. Imagine being the girl I know, who was I know. all I, human. I was human. only thinking about this yesterday and I was thinking <laughs> if you're looking at the Spice Girls now sitting down and they're doing a reunion and like you were saying, they had the reunion tour and they had the Olympics, you're thinking of all the shows and all the different appearances that you could have made, yet you're sitting probably in your office working in HR thinking, yeah. what <laughs> happened? Like in that book, and it, that book is around 2005-ish, like there's this anecdote about how the girl who left kind of went on to sing and didn't really break through, but like approached the manager guy once because she was a waitress in a restaurant he's in and she was like, oh, I don't regret not being in Spice Girls. I'm like, oh yeah, sure, hon. Oh, you're fuming sure. in the inside. Mind you, would they have gotten together? Would have done the same with if Emma wasn't there? You just don't know, like. Because Emma gelled in the group and was part of the mixture. Yeah, absolutely. It was a weird one. They were definitely a pop group and they were mainstream and marketed heavily, but they also had that no pun intended spice. They had actual personality. Yeah. which a lot of pop acts like don't have. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they got back together, obviously. So they're going to do a UK tour. By the way, side note, absolutely raging that they're not coming to Ireland. And I don't understand. Like, they're playing in Coventry. I don't understand <laughs> either. When <laughs> I looked at the six tour dates, I kind of thought to myself, what? I got Manchester, I got London, but there could have been a Dublin in there easily. Yeah. Derby? Or even a Belfast. Sprinkle us something, you yeah. know? Give yeah, us yeah. something. Now, Mel B has hinted that there's going to be some more. But to be honest with you, I think if I was a member of the Spice Girls, Mel B is already causing havoc. Like, She's like yeah. well, we're doing a hundred shows. <laughs> and they're like, shut up, Mel. Tutorial that she do half of them. They're like, shut up, Melanie. She's saying that, she, that they're recording an album and yeah. everything. And it's just like, Shut up. Now, at the same time, she keeps talking as well about how she's been through an awful lot. And I think it's, it's fine, but that seems to be a part of the dialogue that she's like, I can say whatever I want because I'm going yeah. through a divorce. And she was always this sort of outspoken one. And she yeah. does so much television in America compared to the other girls that I think she is so aware. I need to have a quote for this interview. I'm honest. Yeah. They're going to ask me. I really need to have something to say because the other ones always would go, Hmm, will we still text? I know, and yeah. she's like, oh, not too if I get me already. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> she does not care. I love I your impersonation. she was probably dubbed scary by producers and people because they just didn't know what she was going to come out with. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I love, um, ja I saw James Kavanagh tweeted during the week there, lol, everybody talking about the Spice Girls only doing it for money. Yeah. Like, of course they're doing yeah, it. Of course. <laughs> of course they're doing it for the There's money. There's no other reason that they're doing this, they're especially six tour dates as well. You know, if you really wanted a reunion, you'd flog out 40 tour yeah. dates. You'd go all over the world. You'd be like, we're back. The six dates is a nice little package deal that they're getting of a lump sum. What is it, 14? Point five million. They're yeah. supposedly going to make yeah. each from each, it. Yeah. This is exactly why they're doing it. It's for money, absolutely. One hundred percent. I think it's so funny for people to think that it's not for money. And then I was reading an article about what they're all worth. And Victoria Beckham, which we're going to get to now, who isn't obviously a part mm. of them now, is worth more than all of the other Spice <laughs> Girls combined. So like, she. I don't think she really enjoyed ever performing that much after a certain while. She's obviously into fashion and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know why I'm laughing. Yeah, she's, <laughs> into she's obviously fashion. into fashion. She's there in her own powerhouse label. <laughs> she's there in the boutique, like, I think I'd like 
like fashion. You swear she had a little shop there fashion in Ranla. Uh, she's obviously into fashion. Let's see her on the Instagram there yeah, now and again. Like your, your parents like, <laughs> tagging her out. She loves the old fashion, Victoria. She loves the old dresses and all. No, I was just thinking about that one article that quoted, oh, like, she's concentrating God. on her failing fashion line. I thought that was really shady. I was like, her fashion line's 10 years in. Like, most of them don't make money exactly. until 10 years in. You can in. just see the journalist behind that being like, <laughs> wait for the word I'm yeah. about to put in. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she's doing fine, obviously. She's literally doing so great. She's worth 450 million yeah. euros. Yeah. Like. Well, done on, well done on the fashion. But I only saw an article this morning that said they actually didn't ask her to rejoin the Spice Girls. I, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know, know if I believe that now. It could be fake news. Don't take anything I'm saying um, as truth. Good journalist. But yeah, apparently they just know that she wouldn't be interested. So Mel C said something like, we, we actually just didn't really approach her about it. They consider themselves to be a four-person band. They've considered themselves to be a four-person band for a really long time. Mm. And I don't know, like, is it the Spice Girls without Victoria Beckham? That is a question. Like, I've had this chat with so many friends in the last <laughs> week. Some people are very like, it ruins the legacy. And some people are like, well, she's not into it. And also, to be fair, Jerry left in 1998 and they went on yeah. without her for a solid three or four years. They toured all of America and bits of Europe without Jerry. Mm -hmm. A lot of people's only memory of seeing them live will have been of a four-piece. Yeah. And I think they're using that in their heads. They're like, well, we've rearranged the songs before and we've done it as a four-piece. Like, it's fine. Also, as well, like, I remember, I didn't get to see the last tour, which is still, still wounds me to this day. Because it didn't come to, it didn't, it didn't come to something. That's fine. Real, three together. Arena was being built at the time, <laughs> whatever. Um, but I remember seeing clips of it and, like, Victoria always got a much bigger response than the other four every night. And they yeah. all, this is the funniest thing ever, they all had a solo in the show and each of them would do, like, three of them did, like, one of their big solo hits. So Emma did Maybe, Mel C did I Turn To You, Jerry did It's Rain of Men. Mel B did like a rock medley of Lenny Kravitz songs. I was like, okay. <laughs> Victoria's, Victoria's number was this weird remix of Like A Version and RuPaul's Supermodel Plays and she just walks down a catwalk with a dress and twirls and the crowd, you watch the videos, the crowd are like <gasps> You swear she was singing like Mariah Carey octave notes. She's like Well that's what I mean. And I was she like, she was doing fifth. nothing and they were, and at that, that was 10 years ago. Can you imagine now? I think there's a bit of a power imbalance where she is way more famous she than the other really four. Famous. And she's that's huge. part of why she's like, I don't really don't need to do this. I th I, it surprises me that she didn't do that really interesting single that she recorded with Dane Bowers. Do you remember that oh, one? Yeah. Your mind. <laughs> do I remember? Do I remember? It's on Spotify now. It, just, it was added recently. That was terrible. That was a really yeah. bleak moment, I think, for pop music. I'm going to watch the video. Though. The video is so like... expensive and gl glossy. It's fab. Yeah, she did. they did. Um, Vogue did this 10 years of Victoria Beckham special there recently. And she was hilarious in it. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I love She's that really she funny. can take the piss out of herself as well. And she was she was checking her microphone and she was just like, I've just always had problems with mics because they usually <laughs> have them turned down really low. Understandably as well. I just thought it was gas. But I, so she was like I proper talking in into I won't The reunion it, picture came up in February, you know, when the five of them were yes. together in it. And they were like, yes, we're getting them all back together. This is what's happening. And then all of a sudden, you know, they announced the news that it was going to be the four of them coming back. I think Victoria is above it in the sense that I can't see her in a Union Jack dress dancing on the stage. You know, like she sits next to Anna Wintour and Carla yeah. Lagerfeld She's rebranded at shows heavily. now. Yeah. She is yeah. not the same posh as the posh she is now. You yeah, know, like absolutely. she's a different, different woman. Yeah. And um, you forget she had that funny, like going to America, 
blonde hair, tits up to her chin. She's like, definitely got those removed, yeah. It was fab, but it was very trashy kind of stage. Exactly. And she was clearly like, oh, I have to change my whole look. I'm doing, yeah. My fashion brand is more muted and kind of like like classic. I have to change my whole vibe. And maybe, yeah, she'd be on stage going, why am I in a cat suit? This is not chic at all. It's not chic. It's a different type of posh. It's like stage posh, she where there's now she's like, Posh, yeah. posh. Yeah, no, yeah. she's definitely posh now, but I just find it funny because, I mean, if I'd say it's going to be great crack. Would you not want it? Like, if you were a part of such a huge mm -hmm. legacy and if you were a part of this pop, uh, pop, do you hear me? Pop culture moment, <laughs> why wouldn't you want to do it? Like, take away the money, take away everything. Like, to have 60,000 people screaming at you for not singing must be pretty incredible. Was that it's like a really full-on track show. You're like, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, it really is. But I don't know. I just think for her to go back to do that, she would see that as a step back. Yeah. And like she said before, she said that like she'd never regret her Spice Girls era, but it's just something that she has drawn a line under. And I think, yeah. I think she could like mark my words. I think she could hop up on the stage for, for one of the shows and do a, a bow song. or something and come back down. Will she sing? Probably Here's in the, the thing one though, it's funny because no. we're having this conversation about oh why won't she go back and should she go back but we also there was also this thing where like can you watch like her solo stuff now or her in the band like listen she was not Whitney Houston but she could sing and yeah. she wasn't that bad but mm. this narrative that she was talentless and mm. crap and never sang live stuck and I think actually she took quite personally yeah and I think she's also aware that she's kind of in a lose-lose situation if she doesn't go back Everyone's like, oh, you're a killjoy. Do you think you're better than them? If she does go back, she knows she, more than the other four, will be singled out if she doesn't sound right, if she doesn't yeah. look right, if she is like the Victoria we know now, but doesn't look like Posh Spice we grew up with. Yeah. I think she's like, why would I bother when I have this much money? And also, apparently, she gets a cut of the tour because they're using like logos and merch and yeah, all that stuff. She does. She's so she's going to make a few quid anyway. Like, there's a weird narrative where Victoria Beckham was really like slagged off mercilessly for years. And I she think really she's was. like, I barely have my fashion brand and my family and all that like sorted. And like, like most people are trying to keep a few things going yeah. at once. So she's probably like, why would I go I back? I think it is a catch 22, but I do think that she should make a little appearance at the London yeah. show in the sense of I was in the audience to watch my best friends yeah. and I'm going to come up and do about yes. a little wave to the audience so yeah. everyone will go wild. I think that's how she could approach it instead yeah. of coming out in catsuit trying to belt out a ballad and everyone yeah. thinking that's not the posh we know now yeah. and then other yeah. people being like yes queen you know I yeah. think she'd be best to do a little appearance pop back down so then you know some people are happy others will never be happy but at least she's yeah. made some sort of appearance. Absolutely. It's funny how bands now kind of from the 90s and the noughties are all reforming like obviously there was a huge announcement about Westlife there recently yeah. as well and mm -hmm. um, Bewitched got back together last summer they did the festival circuit and stuff like that we had them on the show they were amazing but oh I mean obviously the question of money comes into it a lot when it comes to this mm -hmm. but I'm just trying to remember or, th or try and think about I keep getting emails about East 17 as well. They they tour, but they tour like they, they did a they string of like, dodgy hotel gigs where it was like, oh, there's like <laughs> one and a half of them involved, and yeah. it was only ever three or four of them anyway. Okay. okay. <laughs> Remember Boys Life? That's all I'll say about that one. Oh, no. I mean, Boys Life are still going, like coming to a hotel. Croke Park or a hotel in, a, in an industrial state. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Which would I choose? I mean, and there's nothing like obviously these people who were, you know, teens at the time are, are now much older and stuff, yeah. but there's still a, a fan 
base there for them. But I'm trying to think about what are the bands now in pop that are making the same impact that in 15 years the whole world is going to stop when they make a reunion? Like, do we have a Spice Girls of this day and age? I mean, at the very minute, I was thinking of this recently because there was a story this week Zayn was talking about his time in One Direction and mm. where he is with the guys and I was thinking if they... He hates them. Yeah, if they did a five-piece reunion tour in 10 years' time, I think there's a generation who grew up with them who will be old enough and will yeah. be like, oh my God, I'm freaking out, they were my childhood. Maybe Little Mix, it's hard I to know. literally just because thinking Because they're in the midst, they're still big and yeah. they're still kind of really trying to break I America. I have cousins it's hard to know. that their life revolves around Little Mix and yeah. Little Mix shows, Little Mix merch, like if Little Mix are on the front cover of a magazine, they'll buy it right, just okay. to like rip it off and stare at them, you know? So I think that if Little Mix do disband and come back together in like 15, 20 years time, even you'll have loads of people that would run to a Little Mix That's show. Right. Girls Loud maybe, I know Cheryl's back this week and she know. talked about them that there was sort of a 15 year Girls Loud nostalgia last year, but also like you do feel like there's a lot of warring factions in that group so I'm, I always wonder how they'll yeah, gel that, if they can like I was Nintendo DS ad yeah oh it showed everything <laughs> Cheryl was on the ground and Dean was up on the couch they were not close I always thought the Pussycat Dolls but like I'm over that now yeah but they were a, never really a band they were a yeah. burlesque show with one singer and just like incredible dancers and they were formed because the great songs oh unbelievable it was, it was very branded it was very Spice Girls and it was based yeah. kind of off of that they were like let's use existing an existing name and just really heavily market this I'd go to a Pussycat Dolls show yeah, they had so many hits yeah. I would too. There, was a, there was a pretty strong rumour about that last year or earlier this year about them doing a reunion but I think yeah. Nicole Scherzinger does so much TV and other things yeah, that she's yeah. probably a bit like nah yeah. I'm good um, I did want to talk to someone who's been on the inside of a crazy culture bubble like that. So earlier in the week, I was joined by Nadine Coyle of Girls Aloud fame. So take a listen to this. Spoiler, it's not Nadine Coyle. <laughs> I thought she was going to walk in. <laughs> I love cooking with flyer. We're talking all about pop and pop culture this week on Girls With Goals. Obviously, Spice Girls getting back together and doing a tour is the big news. So I'm completely giddy and delighted to announce that we're joined in studio now by Nadine Coyle of Girls Aloud. Before Girls Aloud, you were obviously on the Irish pop stars. That's how we know you. And you made the band six, but then you didn't. And it was a big thing. For anyone who needs a refresher, though, can you remind us of how your career started way back in 2001? I what about you? Uh, <laughs> for me, I was auditioning to go on uh, pop stars, the rivals, and uh, Obviously, it didn't work out uh, because of my passport, which, as we all know, daddy couldn't find in the car. Uh, Mommy was on the phone trying to look for it. And I, one thing led to another and I couldn't get in the band uh, because it indeed transpired. I was actually lying about my age. Why did you lie about your date of birth, Nadine? Why did you think that you could get away with this? Well, to be honest, it wasn't really like a conscious decision, do you know what I mean? I was just, I was young, I wanted to get in the band. Um, I knew that Six were going to be pretty special. With a name like Six, what it is, well, it was the number of the people in the band, but it were also the name of the band. 
it's like S Club 7, but what with one less. Yeah. And I just knew straight away that that were going to be something really, really special. I had to be a part of it. You went on and you really wanted to make it. So you went to the UK and you auditioned for Pop Stars The Rivals, which then turned out to be Girls Aloud. So you made it. So what was that moment like for you when you made it into the band and you were of age, you know, and you knew that your passport wasn't going to hold you back this time? I, it was refreshing. I know that my passport wasn't, wasn't going to be a problem this time because it actually told the truth. Um, which was liberating in a way because something about honesty just really makes you feel good inside. And I wanted to be in a band what were called Girls Allowed uh, because we were both girls and we were allowed to be girls. <laughs> Sorry, I'm losing the accent. Uh, rustic bread roll. Okay, so it were really... Like, it was interesting for me because, obviously, Linda Martin had, like, some sort of a vendetta against me <laughs> after, <laughs> after I lied about my age. So what we're liberating that she won't, weren't involved. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So why pop, though? How does that music speak to you as an artist? I don't know. Pop music is just such a, a wonderful outlet um, some people look down on it you know music snobs if you will um, they kind of think pop music is for teens people that don't know about music but there's some tunes that absolutely slap in the pop genre absolutely so Girls Aloud just you took over you really did you had single after single in the top 10 you were smashing it and then you took a hiatus back in 2007 2008 so when Girls Aloud broke up you were pegged as the one who was going to make it you've long been identified as the one with the greatest voice in the band so did you just think this was it your star was going to shine brighter see uh, for me I think uh, once the band finish I think uh, it's go 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 for Nadine Uh, so I launch a new product it's called Nadine's Coil it's a form of contraception and we put it in the girls for the no uh, no preg, no baby. And uh, I do that for a couple of years. And unfortunately, it, uh, how you say, I go bankrupt. I lose money, go bye-bye. Uh, so I try a couple of other things. I try to sing a little bit more, but my heart is not in it. Mm. Uh, my heart is not, my heart is elsewhere. I'm thinking about six, lamenting a little bit, uh, my head all over the place. And people see me, they say, there's not Nadine Coil that we know and love. Just a lot of people um, don't know that, you know, you were in the hospitality sector for a little while. You had a, an Irish pub um, on Sunset Beach in California, mm-hmm. actually. And the name of that pub was obviously really important to you. So... <laughs> Um, it unfortunately closed down in 2015 but where mm-hmm. did you get the inspiration for Nadine's Irish Mist? So obviously it's to do with like the weather and that so Ireland would be quite well known for this sort of I don't know how you describe it but the weather is sort of up and down so I wanted to reflect that in the name of my my pub. <laughs> was it a pub or a restaurant darling? A pub? No tidy it was indeed a pub and I sort of knew I had to come up with a catchy name because I don't know if you've ever been on Google, my love. It's a fucking jungle out there on Google. Sorry for swearing. 
you have to find you have to get to the top of the search results and i thought if i was just gonna call it some generic paddy's pub no one's gonna find it so i had to go with something a little bit out there and i think honestly i've nailed it now unfortunately that didn't work out but as i've said my art was lying elsewhere mm. and with them just final question because i know you're really busy um so with the massive resurgence in pop groups getting back together what can we expect in the future for Nadine Coyle is there mm-hmm. going to be a girls allowed reunion can you give us an exclusive on that or maybe is there going to be another Nadine's Irish Mist in the future honestly I've just been keeping really busy uh, baking working with flour and stuff <laughs> I can't promise I'm going to have time to go back and be mm. in the band again I know the girls obviously would be very interested to have me because I was just vocally miles above the rest, Cheryl included. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know what the future holds for me, Nadine Coyle, but I'm obviously keeping very busy and you were lucky to get me on this podcast, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. And just finally, we're asking all the guests on the show this week, if you were a Spice Girl, and we all did it as kids, we all dressed up and we all had our favourite Spice Girl, mm-hmm. I was Sporty Spice, which Spice Girl was Nadine Coyle? Let's be honest, I think I'll probably be like the Spice Girl that has it all. So I'll be all Spice or Five Spice. A little Chinese Five Spice because I've got it all. I've Mm. got all five elements that make me brilliant, which is I'm Irish, obviously. Um, I'm gorgeous. I'm talented. I'm... And also just, again, I would use the other two points on being very talented. Amazing. Well, Nadine Coyle, I know that you're very busy and we really appreciate you coming in and being a girl with a goal for a few minutes. So best of luck in the future. Darling, can I just say thanks so much for having me? I really appreciate this chance to come on. Thank you. <laughs> Started running out of acting. Next <laughs> So we're back. Um, Can I just say, this is slightly off topic, um, but also I think it's still hugely reflective of our society. Did you see the Dutch pensioner during the week who wants to legally change his age. Yes. That's very really like boils my it piss. Upsets I'm me. Like, it really upsets me. A Dutch pensioner me. has started a legal battle to legally lower his age by 20 years to boost his dating prospects. The 69-year-old says that he should be allowed to change his age since the law allows name and sex changes. Sometimes we don't talk about news that's happening during the week, but I just saw this and I just thought it was the craziest story. Yeah, like I like it as a funny headline and then you read through and you're like, Oh, I'm so happy like LGBT people's lives are like a ploy for you to like score younger birds on Tinder. Like, is that what cheers. Is that what he's saying though? Is he comparing yeah, his age? He he's been like, if people can like be transgender, why can't I be like 20 years younger? And it's like, that's literally not how it works, buddy. It's literally. That'd be not. like someone going, I want to marry my cat because like gay people can get married. It's like, okay, sis, that's not the same thing. But I'm pretty sure people have tried to marry animals and inanimate objects and stuff like that before in the past. And it's bonkers. But I wonder about how, mm. like if, when he's sitting there at home and he decides that he wants to do yeah, this, yeah. does he go to the papers then? I think he was out, I think he'd gone, he's gone to the courts or something. And so... He's getting coverage for being outside going, I'm going to make this happen and I put the thing in to try and make it happen and they're like, okay, okay, cool. 
He'll probably get loads of media coverage and interviews out of it. But do you think it's yeah. our fault as media outlets for even covering it? Because I think, like, do you think it just doesn't even warrant... Um, I mean, it's a funny story, but I did notice yesterday a lot of people were sharing, like, the memes of, like, just the headline. Yeah. And then you read through, you're like, this guy's kind of been a huge yeah. dick to, like, trans people. I'm like, like, I'm like, I love a meme. I'm thirsty for retweets. I'm not yeah. going to use this one. Yeah. So it's just a funny one. I'm like, oh, great. It is one of those things where gas. the headline does catch you and you think, oh, what a gas man. Like, yeah. you do you, hun. And then you read through it, like, he the same like as you. <laughs> I read through it and I was thinking, okay, this, like, freak little old man is sitting down brainstorming, thinking, okay, so a man can marry a man. Yeah. I can make myself 40. Yeah. Oh. What age is he, 60, isn't he? I think he's 69 and he wants to be recognised as 49. And was he saying stuff like, I mean, I'm in such good shape and I'm so healthy. And I was like, okay, I was looking pictures of being like, slow your roll. Like, I mean, for, we could take maybe 10 years off, but we're not, not doing crazy here. Like, could you imagine them in there being like, okay, so listen, you don't look 49, but we can work with yeah. 59? Imagine though. It's we never, it's never going to happen, obviously. It's never, obviously. No. Jesus, we can't it's become never the age that we want to embody. Although I'm getting on a little bit and I wouldn't mind being like three years younger. Lots but just celebrities shave a few years off anyway. I know, no one ever do. says anything. Just Why roll not? it back a bit on Facebook. Yeah, I remember there was a case with like, I think Rebel Wilson, you know, the actress. Yes. Mm -hmm. She said that she was younger or something like that. And then people went and found her birth cert and splashed it all over the news. And then she lost a bunch of gigs because of it. And then she sued the yeah, paper for libel. It was an Australian tabloid. The yeah. Australian tabloid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think she won. I think it was yeah, just like did. victorious. Um, there's one side of it where it's like, who gives a fuck what age you are? It's your own prerogative and stuff. But then there's the other side of it where you want to legally be recognized as being 20 years younger than your age, which is just... And also it's funny, isn't it? Like a guy is like, oh, I want to be 20 years younger to like bang younger women. And then women are like, the minute I turn 35, I'm told I have to be married and have a house and have a kid. Yeah. And my work prospects dry up. I'm sure there's lots of Hollywood actors being like, oh, you don't like being in your late 50s, buddy? Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. Try being me. <laughs> there's the funniest skit ever. And it's um, Amy Schumer, Tina Fey, um, the one who was in oh, Seinfeld. Julie Dreyfus, last yes. fuckable and day. The last fuckable yeah, day, yeah. yeah. <laughs> where there's there's a day in Hollywood where it's your last fuckable day, and then after that, you only play like Santa's wife. Or the mom. Or, yeah, or the annoying the mom. Older mom. Or yeah. the older mom or the and stuff. Aunt. And they were celebrating her last fuckable day, which I just thought was the most. And like, you'll never have to do a sexy role again. She's like, oh, great, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's really sad to think that that is a thing, though, in Hollywood. Like, you do have a yeah. last fuckable day, you have an expiry date, and then all of a sudden, you are the mom. Like. Mila Kunis really went through that. Like you got to see her be the like, like sexy girlfriend yeah. in like yeah. some films, and then she's like in Bad Moms, and she's like a proper mother with a hair and like a low bun, <laughs> oversized shirt, leggings, and I'm like, I can't take this. I'm sorry, Mila Kunis is one of the most beautiful women in the entire world, and even in Bad Moms, I don't buy it. Her kids are so young, like in real life. They've, I don't know why they've they've managed to age her in Hollywood. Like they've decided yeah. that she's too old now to play the sexy girl or something like I that. I think so. it's slightly changing, but it's still like, if you look at the new Halloween movie, Jamie Curtis was like nearly 60. Yeah. That was a massive hit. And in the film, she actually looks like a regular woman who's gone through a tough time. Yeah. You have Book Club this summer, which was like a much older skewing cast, but it is those exceptions versus like being but of course, and whereas male actors don't Jamie ever Lee think Curtis about. in, you know, Halloween, yeah. they had to bring her back. But yeah. I think when they are starting afresh and bringing in a new cast, they're kind of thinking, okay, Mila Kunis, what age is she, 38, 39? Yeah, mom. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy. It yeah. is. I was actually, like, speaking of kind of age and speaking of people coming back, I was looking at Cher Lloyd. She's back now yeah, yeah, on yeah. the scene, right? Accent? 
Does she have a new accent? Brand new accent, oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Where's it one, from? It's one to watch. Um, <laughs> so it's the same accent as her husband. She's after losing her, where was she from, Swansea or kind of... Couldn't anywhere. tell you. Yeah. Don't but she's lost her accent anyway. And on this morning, Philip Schofield actually asked her, where is your accent gone? And she was like, oh, you know, my husband now and everything, I suppose I've just developed his accent. But her accent is so polished now. Oh, really? Very she's like, oh, I'm sure, no, she no, 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 there, they had Rachel, match. my street, I love you, babe. Oh, oh. Right. I think that's the kind of music I do. Like watching that now, you can see Cheryl's like, because oh, they kind of look Bitch. alike as well. Yeah, they have She's the like, same tattoos on their hands. Yeah. yeah, they have the same look. They're both petite. They're both brunettes. Mm. I used to be chronically obsessed with Cheryl. You kind of look like great. Cheryl. I dressed up as her for one Halloween. And then they played... <laughs> no effort, you look like Sherlock. <laughs> like. I put the tattoos all over my hand. I had these kind wow. of baggy pants with like a black suede heeled boot, you know, because yeah. that was her that was her vibe. And I got on stage to lip sync Swagger Jagger. And whoa, when what? I look back at pictures of that, <laughs> it sends me into a deep spiral. But it did happen. Why did you get on stage? Where were you celebrating Halloween? Uh, it was actually... <laughs> at the lodge so it was a place in Mallow and Cork where I'm from and it was like a Halloween party but they had like a DJ on the stage okay. and then he was playing that track so then you know everyone's like get up get up and I was like will I I mean okay I love you like will I <laughs> me like it's will my I'm time <laughs> and I was wearing the X Factor badge you know I was meant to be like her first audition uh, yeah. so it worked out perfectly <laughs> oh, okay. the badge is a good touch yeah that yeah, I yeah. would sing Swagger Jagger on stage but like you should have had a friend of Cheryl being like you're Babe, really you're good. Amazing. <laughs> but uh, my friends, you know, with their digital cameras, took a few snaps, and all the snaps, I'm like with my jaw out and I'm posing, and oh, oh my gosh! Oh Do you remember when you had to take out your digital camera as well as your phone? Yeah, <laughs> I remember getting into so much trouble in clubs because I would have the little wrist strap yeah. on, and I'd start swinging it oh, and cam- start yeah, knocking yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. my block of a camera. Because they were like this big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, Cheryl Lloyd. <laughs> well, so Shout out to her. the point was she's back now. I saw her on a recent interview of, I think she was on This Morning there a couple of weeks ago. Um, she was in America for a good few years. Yeah. I don't know whether you would say that she made it or not, but I was really happy and pleasantly surprised that she looks exactly the same. Like, you know the way sometimes people disappear, they come back and they look completely different. I think she looks exactly the same. She's only 25 or something like that. She is as well. She's still very, very young, but for some reason, I don't know, like people go away and then they come back and like you're one Aubrey from Danity Kane. I love Aubrey, but yeah, her Instagram is so dark. I'm like, you are so beautiful. And all the pictures are like, yeah. If Bloggers and Veld was in the US, she wouldn't last a minute, I'm telling you. <laughs> Those photos are... Like, I know. That's not you. But it's just kind of like the whole... It's like the last fuckable day. These pop stars go away for a few years and then they come back and they're immediately thrown back into the world where they have to be... 16 year olds or yes. something. And they're yeah. not. like uh, The majority of them are moms now. They're yeah. working yeah. mothers and... Just calm down a little bit, Pop. Whereby when the men come back, Westlife is just like, yes, Nikki Byrne, rugged. How many kids Absolutely. do you have? It's like the Dilfs are here, you know? <laughs> oh, this is you what it is. You should introduce back. The Dilfs are here. <laughs> I'm sure they'd love that. They're like, cheers. <laughs> I really wanted to be in a girl band when I was oh, younger. I wanted to be in a girl band yeah. so badly. I used so to perform. I, to be quite honest. Would you I actually <laughs> was in a girl band. 
Would to be you? honest with you. I was in one. I'm not going to say anything else about it because somebody is going to go and try and find like when something. When you were an adult or when you were a kid? When I was like in between. There was a little moment, but it was, it's gone. You'll never find okay, it. So I don't have to worry about it. But yeah, it was a singing thing. We were like, you know what? We're going to be a girl band, but we're going to sing. Like, we're going to be real singers. It was so embarrassing when I think about it now. And I just can't. It was when Girls Aloud were going through the big belt moments. Yeah. Say the junkie belt. It. Oh, my God. So oh my it was God. just like the tightest top you could find, the tightest <gasps> skirt. And they were like and then, tank top. Yeah, and yeah. then the big belt that would just suck everything in. singing actually for your diaphragm and all. Yeah, we, we did okay though. Not since I was a child, I wanted to be in a girl band, like, but I wanted it for the fame. I couldn't sing, so obviously I had no other choice but to be in it for the fame. That's not true. I've seen you sing Wicked and oh it my was God, a thing. That was, yeah, we'll, we'll park that because that's terrifying. But I was like, I want to be in a girl band. And I remember actually the Spice Girls caused me a serious casualty when I was a child because I decided to put on a show at my house. And I was like to my parents, you know, gather around. I'm about to perform Wannabe, so take your seats. <laughs> and then I had like three minutes, couches in a row. Let's just say kind of like the couches we're sitting on now. And I was jumping, singing Wannabe from couch to couch, mm. obviously, you know, helping, my, trying my best to perform the best show possible for my parents so you know that maybe someday I will become famous and I was hopping anyway from the arm of one couch to the other slipped between the two couches <laughs> back of my arm snapped it broke it Jesus <laughs> broke my arm had to get an ambulance to Cork Hospital with my broken arm because I was trying to sing Spice Girls in my sitting room. So that band. was the end of my pop career. You have to go yeah. on the tour now because you'd be like I broke my arm for you. <laughs> <laughs> When Wannabe you comes on, you're like, ah! <laughs> 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 Solidarity! <laughs> um, I'm going to have to let you guys go because we've been chatting for a while. But before I do, I want to ask, what do you guys think is next in terms of the Spice Girls? As in, we're talking mm. about them constantly, obviously. They've all got back together. It's going to be huge. I think they're going to release more dates. I think they're going to yeah, have to sure. come to Ireland. They've got such a huge fan base here. They're going to have to come. Do you think that they're going to do well because that little bonus clip that they did and when baby started singing Emma Bunton I was yeah. just like her her voice oh, was amazing yeah. and the song like the songs la, la, la. are fucking catchy yeah they're very good yeah that's the thing there's a bit of a weird like snobbery about the Spice Girls even now and some people I saw this week were like why are we pretending they're cool they were never cool I'm like no one is saying the Spice Girls are cool but the thing <laughs> is for that really intense three-year period where they were the biggest pop band in the world all of those songs have endured and yeah. speaking from experience as a DJ who plays all kinds of throwback pop songs in nightclubs there's so many extra they might have one or two songs you could play now and you get a reaction you can play all those eight all songs those eight nine singles in that period and they all go off people love crazy. all of those songs yeah. like that's why the show will be amazing because they have like huge songs to hang the show off of. Usually yeah. a comeback show, like we'll have to play the big hits at the end because we only have three of them. Yeah. And big pop stars now, like Charlie XCX and everyone, are doing covers of Spice Girls songs, which just yeah. goes to Adele show. Basically, Adele, is always yeah. like, I love the Spice Girls. Yeah. <laughs> she even put up that gas picture on her Instagram, yes. being like, I'm buzzing as a child. It was surrounded. Imagine she yeah. came out to sing Victoria's part of one of the shows. That would be so. That funny. would be iconic. Yeah, it really would. She could so. do the points and all. <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice to see them stay, stick around, and not just be in it for like the five dates in order to get a shit ton of cash like the tour it? is definitely going to be extended I think they're just being smart because if anything happens and these dates don't and that's also why they're doing those random UK shows that seem like like where places go because they'll probably sell quicker yeah. and they'll be yeah. easier to sell and they can turn and go oh we did those six and there's huge demand and they can inch around Europe the US or wherever whereas if they were to put on 
50 shows they're just hedging their bets just to be exactly. and to manage that media expectation of yeah. if it doesn't go that well they can kind of exactly and like Spice Girls were great gals to tour they once did 17 nights in the O2 in London back Jesus. in the day so yeah, like yeah. it just goes to show extra dates then would be not a bother once they yeah. rehearse because you know it's been a while and they're also doing stadiums so they're actually doing like if they sell those out that's an arena times six the yeah. first in one night so yeah. they're already going to be playing to a lot of people and final question what band or musician would you want to see from your childhood make a comeback? I'm going to say one random. I don't even know if you guys are going to know her. I was obsessed with Stacey Orica. Oh my God, yes. Do you stop. remember her? Yeah. I remember her. Yeah, I do too. She used, to wear these, she used to wear these tiny scarves. I used to think, what did it go on? No, I can't sing. <laughs> I can't believe I've been home. Yes. <laughs> no, lads, I can't. She's also like super religious. She's like a Christian singer who went into the mainstream. I think she's still kicking around. Really? Just not like having big hits and all. Okay, so I have Stacey Arico. Me? Um, I actually, I'm going to say Pussycat Dolls because okay. I was thinking about it earlier and like I would like to dance to buttons now at a practical age and, you know, <laughs> feel like it's okay to do that. So yes. yeah, I'm all for a Pussycat Dolls reunion. Oh, there was just no way you could sing any of those songs without doing the, what do they used to call oh, it? They used to call the slut drop. The slut I mean, drop. Yeah. offensive to women, you can drop and not be a slut. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. But they had a, a cropped hoodie as well, and never forget it in the song, Don't Ya? And it had like yeah, graffiti writing yeah, at the yeah, top. Yeah. And I was thinking, I need that. I remember a girl I knew had that. She was like a dancer and she had that and we were like, like where did and she, she was like, that? I bought online on their official website. We were like, where, where? Like, <laughs> we're so blew everybody's mind. Whereas now everybody would have that. Pussy yeah. cat dolls. Yeah, that'd be good. And Connor, what do you think? I think Doesn't I have to be a girl band. I think though. I think I would go girls aloud. Okay. I think there's been enough time pass where there is the nostalgia there. They, ha mm. they also have like tons of great songs. Yeah. I saw that last show they did in Dublin and it was fun. Although a lot of people are like, oh, you can tell they don't like each other on stage. I was like, shut up, they're singing Love Machine. <laughs> All is right in the world. Singing Love Machine in my head. All is right in the world, who cares? I don't think they'd get back together Sound to the underground as well. Cheryl yeah. is too, I think she's just too big now. She only has one name, she's like Madonna. Yeah. And she just you released know. another song. I'm like Madonna, so. babe, you know. I'm the British Madonna. I think she's performing this weekend on The X Factor, her oh, new single. Fun. Okay, fun. Amazing. And Connor, just in case people want to check yes. out your DJing, where do you where do you do it? I am DJing in the George Thursday nights and Saturday nights. And Amazing. we do karaoke on Saturdays. So if you have a Cher Lloyd inside of you, sure I mean, maybe that can appear on stage. If you need me to do some um, lip some lip syncing, I'm free. <laughs> I've been to karaoke in the George before and there's this one guy who performs and I think he was on Ireland's Got Talent or something like that. But oh. Like, Whitney. It yeah. just means nobody. I mean, it just means nobody else is going to follow that. He's unbelievable. Yeah, he's character. But we'll, we can we stagger the night so that everybody gets try and give most people a chance. Do you ever can. hear people singing on karaoke and you're just like, get off the stage? You're absolutely terrible. I do, but also we have two drag queens, Veda and Davina, who will very be very quick to grab. I can go. No, that's enough. Thank you. And, like, <laughs> and they just go. I'm like, okay, because I'm always like, let the song play out because if it's a big song, they're singing. But often the queens are like, no. no. Yeah. I've often gotten the. Are, are you joking? I'm like. Because I don't know how they're going to stand until they go on stage. Yeah, okay. It does feel a bit like the X-Faction that we are, because sometimes someone comes on and they're great, and we all go, <gasps> and then sometimes we're like, oh, this is a six-minute song. Uh, Ooh, and all we're right. two minutes in. All right. Do you know, I, think, I think we should maybe try and give your pop career another go, like go to the George on a Saturday, yeah. do a bit of karaoke, and just see if you get discovered. Do people ever get discovered in the George? 
Um, we actually have had the X Factor auditions in a few times. They were in one time and they were there for a solid two hours and that's how they found Whitney slash John and that's how he got on the show. Stop! That's, he was at our karaoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. So you can bring your girl band back together, your mysterious girl band. I don't have a girl band. <laughs> <laughs> girl band with a lie. Like, I don't. I've <laughs> never had a girl. It was just a, it was a weird month in college, but we won't. You uh, can come <laughs> as my agent. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. So you're the Cheryl to her Cheryl Lloyd. Oh my God, yes. I'm so much older and more bitter than you. <laughs> <laughs> And if people want to see, yeah, you're brilliant on Twitter and you write as well, which is fantastic. Yes. So if people want to see you, your name on Instagram and Twitter is Platinum Jones, yes. right? Yes. You're a hard man to follow, I'll tell you that much. I've, we need to, you said you couldn't follow my Instagram. That's bizarre. As if know, I would ever not want someone to follow me on Instagram. I was asking I everybody. So I was just like, look, I'm trying to follow him and it just won't let me. And then I was like, has he Imagine blocked like, me? You've been stalking me for years. Yeah. This is an intervention. Fantastic. But no, go if you can. Follow Connor Behan oh on all please of his try social media. Me, yeah, do. You might want to look into that. Imagine there was just thousands and thousands. You're oh, like I could have been an influencer like two years ago. Maybe oh. I've off all the spawn I've missed. Maybe you should put up a tweet for those asking. Dot dot dot. People are finding it hard to find me on Instagram. But just in case you are, here's my link. Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, and of fun. course, Denise Curtin, writer for her daddy. Thank you so much for coming in as well. Connor Behan and Denise Curtin, it's been fantastic. Thank you. Thank you to everybody. <laughs> helping behind the scenes as well. I'm Neve Marr and we will chat to you next week.